0: Good morning, again, if you would, please turn to Psalm 92. It's Thanksgiving week, and therefore it is good, no matter what, to give thanks to the Lord. So we're going to meditate on Psalm 92 and get a biblical theology of thanksgiving if you're there a psalm a song for the sabbath it is good to give thanks to the lord to sing praises to your name o most high to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night to the music of the lute and the harp To the melody of the lyre, for you, O Lord, have made me glad by your work. At the works of your hands I sing for joy. How great are your works, O Lord! Your thoughts are very deep. The stupid man cannot know. The fool cannot understand this. That though the wicked sprout like grass, and all evildoers flourish... They are doomed to destruction forever. But you, O Lord, are on high forever. For behold, your enemies, O Lord, for behold, your enemies shall perish. All evildoers shall be scattered. But you have exalted my horn like that of the wild ox. You have poured over me fresh oil. For my eyes have seen the downfall of my enemies. My ears have heard the doom of my evil assailants. The righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. They still bear fruit in old age. They are ever full of sap and green in order to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in Him. Blessed is the reading of God's holy word and holy song to our hearts, to our lives, to our words. Oh, Father, help us this morning, revel in this. Help us appropriately put you at the center of our lives. The center of our thoughts, the center of everything that is going on around us in this world. Oh, Lord Jesus, that we would see and sense and feel deep gratitude this morning to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Arrogant, prideful people do not give. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the power of God unto salvation of our souls. And it is that salvation that snaps the neck of ingratitude in our lives. So, if any of us are struggling with being thankful to God this morning, I want to commend what we read here in Psalm 92 because when believers grasp this we should not be at a loss for of thankful praise to God experientially we all go through times when it is very difficult to praise God with a thankful heart that's the battle i don't know but most likely none of us have ever been in the situation that it was is frightening and disconcerting As Paul and Silas, when they were in jail in Philippi, and Luke tells us in Acts 16, And when they had inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them into the prison, ordering the jailer to keep them safely. Having received this order, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. They knew, Psalm 92, that no matter the situation, whatever we find ourselves in, the psalmist tells us in verse 1, It is good, it is good to give thanks to the Lord. It is good to sing praises to your name, O Most High. So, as God's people in Christ, we are not to look around in our lives for reasons not to thank God. We're to to look to Psalm 92. And this psalm gives us three reasons to praise God. First, to praise Him and to thank Him because of who He is. Because of what He has done for us who are in Christ. Secondly, it is good, it's appropriate, it is right to give thanks to God because the world will eventually be judged. And if we're in Christ, we have been saved from the condemnation that is to come. And thirdly, it is good to give thanks because he causes, even in this life, the righteous to flourish. So if you're there, let's notice the header. This psalm was meant for corporate worship. A psalm, a song for the Sabbath, verses 1 to 5. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night, to the music of the lute and the harp, to the melody of the lyre. For you, O Lord, have made me glad by your work. At the works of your hands I sing for joy. How great are your works, O Lord. Your thoughts are very deep. So, it's good, it's right to give thanks, to praise God for His essence. It says it right there. Because of who He is, His name, Yahweh, the personal name of Elohim, God, the way He revealed Himself to Moses and to Israel. He is the covenant-keeping God. And He's also called here the Most High. There is none higher than God. He is ultimate. He is sovereign over all things, over tragedies. Psalm 97 verse 9 proclaims it this way. For you, O Lord, are most high over all the earth. You are exalted above all. And so here's the question for each of us, particularly this Thanksgiving week, to ask this question of ourselves. Is the Lord my most high above all false gods? and false hopes and false affections? Is He the highest? Is He the most important, most central being in my life? Above every other human being in our life. He is most high as a matter of fact. He created the heavens and the earth. He brought everything that is not God into existence. It all belongs to Him. And here's the reality. Any human creature that does not give thanks to Him as most high is guilty of horrific Are without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not honor Him or give thanks to Him. Arrogant, prideful people don't give thanks. But they became futile in their thinking. And their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. That's why the Lord Jesus is covenant people. He shed his blood of the new covenant. And if your eyes have been opened to see the beauty of it, and you fled to him for refuge, you belong to him. And thus you are a person Who's in tune with Psalm 92, verses 1 to 2? It is good to give thanks to the Lord. It is good to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness. By night. So, we actually, in reality, I don't mean just subjectively in what we feel, we never lack good reasons to praise God, good reasons to thank God. When we do, when I do, it is because of our self-centered, darkened hearts that don't see reality clearly. Because His goodness, His grace is ever present and available. What I mean is this. Every Christian, even right now, even in the midst of my family, in the midst of things that only get us to say, I'm confused, I don't get it, what's going on? Oh God, where are you? Or why are you? Or why is this? But even... Through and in that we should sing. We should praise his name. We should thank him for his unimaginable goodness. Now what I mean is this, just take for example, you can use lots of these, but just just take one little paragraph here in Ephesians chapter one, verses three to six. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places even as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before Him. In love He predestined us for adoption through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of His will and to the praise of His glorious grace. That's praiseworthy. Now, to read that, to say that, so much easier than it is to feel it but even with temporal setbacks in this life with traumas with tragedies with pain here's the question we all got to ask ourselves Is what we just read there. If you're a believer, is that not enough for us to praise God? Praise Him for His steadfast love and faithfulness toward us in Jesus Christ. Or as the psalmist says, to declare your steadfast love, your covenant love in the morning and your faithfulness at night. If we think about the Lord's covenant purchase and love for us with a biblical worldview, with a God-centered worldview, then we will have a lot of reasons to praise Him. This is why we meet as Christians every Lord's Day, to sing with instruments and melody look it's a song for the sabbath and it is good to give thanks to the lord to sing praises to your name o most high to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness at night to the music of the lute In the harp to the melody of the lyre. For you, O Lord, have made me glad by your work. At the works of your hands I sing for joy. So what's the reason for this kind of heartfelt corporate expression? In singing, in melody, with instruments... It's right there in verses 4 and 5. So get the flow of Psalm 92. It's good to give thanks. It's good to praise Your name. Verse 4. For or because You, O Lord, have made me glad by Your work. At the works of Your hands I sing for joy. From joy. In it. How great are your works, O Lord. Your thoughts are very deep. All His works are unfolding the depths of His. Your ways are extraordinarily profound. We all know it, right? Isaiah 55. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. I've been asked this week, when my sister-in-law fell nine feet, hit her head and died. And her mother just lost her second child within two months. I don't know. Because his thoughts are much higher than my thoughts. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. So here's the question that all of us need to contemplate is have you had your eyes opened have you had your eyes opened to the deep thinking of God his ways to such an extent that it causes you to sing sing praises with a heart filled with thankfulness even while crying In other words, have you allowed God's thoughts where he's revealed what he's wanted to reveal to us as finite beings from Genesis to Revelation culminating in sending his own son and delivering us from our deserved wrath to come and what profound mercy. Have you allowed the thoughts of the Scripture to penetrate and thus cause singing when you don't have almost
1: any answer
0: to a lot of stuff? But you know, you know Him who called you and saved you. That's reason to thank Him. To thank Him that you are no longer left in your former state of blindness and darkness and under the wrath of God. That's where the psalmist goes next. Let's say it this way. Thank Him that you're not blind like the psalmist describes the person in verses 6 to 9. The stupid man cannot know. The fool cannot understand this, that though the wicked sprout like grass and all evildoers, they flourish They can't get it. They're doomed to destruction forever. But you, O Lord, are on high forever. For behold, your enemies, O Lord, for behold, your enemies shall perish. All evildoers shall be scattered. The stupid man cannot know. Fool cannot understand this. If you are in Christ, that's no longer you. And that's praiseworthy. In the midst of this psalm of praise and thanksgiving, the writer, right here, he inserts. This, to say, here's the context for it. I get confused. He feels it as a finite creature. Why do the wicked flourish? What's happening? No wonder God's thoughts are beyond our thoughts. Or as he says in verse 5, your thoughts are very So, believers are not to think wrongly, we're not to think short sightedly about this present world. If we do, it will be hard to be. He is most high. My wife said to me, I, I don't have any assurance that Judy was saved. no God is on high he's the purpose and the center of all of our existence he will always do what's right he's your security in grief we can trust If we just look from a man centered worldview at our life circumstances constantly, it will be really, really hard to be truly thankful. Like the psalmist here, but evildoers are going about and they're laughing and everything's going smooth and they got good health. They sprout like grass. But the point is, only for a short time. He's got the big picture. Only for a short time. They're doomed to destruction forever. But in Jesus, we are not spiritually stupid. We see the truth, like verse 4 For you, O Lord, have made me glad. By your work, at the works of your hands, I sing for joy. Or verse 9, for behold, your enemies, O Lord, for behold, your enemies shall perish. All evildoers shall be scattered. So, we see in the psalm that first it's good to give thanks because of, of who God is. And what He's done for us. Showing us His glory. Through the sacrifice and the death. Where He poured out His wrath upon His Son. And raised Him from the dead. Our future. Right there. And secondly, because He will triumph over all His enemies. And finally... It's good to give heartfelt thanks and praise to God because our God causes us to flourish and to thrive as aliens and sojourners down here. Look at verses 10 to 15. But you have exalted my horn like that of the wild ox. You have poured over me fresh oil. My eyes have seen the downfall of my enemies. My ears have heard the doom of my evil assailants. The righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of Yahweh. They flourish in the courts of our God. They still bear fruit in old age. They are ever full of sap and green to declare that Yahweh is upright. He is my rock and there's no unrighteousness in him. So here are some specifics to be grateful for. Does the father. By the Holy Spirit, bring refreshment to your soul. Does He renew your strength throughout the week in Christ? If so, you should sing thanksgiving songs to Him. Verse 10, but you have exalted my horn like the wild ox you've poured oil over me. It's a refreshment of shining up the horns of the ox. We should be thankful for verse 11, for my eyes have seen the downfall of my enemies. My ears have heard the doom of my evil assailants. You know that we all have enemies, not flesh and blood, but principalities and powers and spiritual darkness that want to destroy your faith, that want to turn your trust in God through life's circumstances and cause you to be like Job's wife. Just curse God and die. Do you know? Has He been the one that has protected you from that? He is worthy. Thanksgiving. We are guaranteed a battlefield in this world as Christians, but Christ He has secured our ultimate victory. That's how Romans 8 puts it. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ Answer, Paul gives, no one. No one, no thing, no tragedy, no befuddlement. Nothing, quote, will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. So no wonder we say with Psalm 92 it is good to give thanks to the Lord to sing praises to your name O Most High. If you belong to Christ if your faith is in the goodness of salvation in Jesus then you have been declared righteous. You have been justified. God sees you as utterly righteous as his own son because it is his son's righteousness put to your account. And thus, you belong to him. And you are, verse 12. The righteous, they flourish like the palm tree, they grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They're planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. They still bear fruit in old age. They are ever full of sap and green. So are you a part of the house of the Lord? Are you a member of His people? No longer His enemy. Have you been flourishing as a Christian for the last two years? And you're still a teenager? Or in your 20's? Very young? You should fall on your face and thank Him. Have you been flourishing in Christ for decades? Here you are. And He's kept you. Is there still fruit on your tree? Sap and green after all that you've been through? You should fall on your face in awe and gratitude. Every Lord's Day, every day and this Thanksgiving Do you know why? That's every day when we wake up. Why? Why, Lord, did you create me? Why did you send Jesus to die for me? Why did you call me? To faith in Him. Why did you redeem me from ultimate destruction so that I would bear fruit? The answer is right there. in Verses 14 and 15. They still bear fruit in old age. They are ever full of sap and green. Here it is. Why? In order to declare, to say, to mean it, that the Lord Yahweh is upright. He is my rock. There is no unrighteousness in him, and he is absolutely sovereign over every death, yours which is coming, and mine. He is not out of control, and there is no unrighteousness in him. There is the theodicy, there is the problem of evil in this world. If God is good, why is there so much tragedy? Why are there... Why are there so many evildoers? Why is there murder? Why is there cancer? Why is there people dying of COVID complications? Why are there wars? And We can go on and on and on. That's human history. But the redeemed, they declare that the Lord, is upright. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. He is a rock, keeping the gospel central. Where else are you going to go? Does anything else about your existence make any sense to you about your life in this world? Keep it central. Our God is upright and he is righteous. As the Apostle Paul says in 2 Thessalonians 1. Hear it. God considers it just to repay with affliction those who afflict you and to grant relief to you who are afflicted as well as to us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, inflicting vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will suffer the punishment of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might when Jesus comes on that day to be glorified in His saints and to be marveled at among all who have believed. And He goes on in Second Thessalonians. For the Lord Jesus Himself, He will descend from heaven With a cry of command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will always be with the Lord. And therefore, we declare. That the Lord is upright. He is my rock. There is no unrighteousness in Him. So as we gather every Lord's Day, as we gather this Thanksgiving, Psalm 92 wants us to know that it is good to give thanks to the Lord. That it is good to sing praises to your name, O Most High. It is good foundationally because of who God is and what He has done for you in Jesus Christ. And it is good because He will triumph over all tears, and all pain, and all heartache, and all setbacks, and all tragedies, in the end. So that we will sing his praises. We will be eternally grateful for our redemption in Jesus Christ. Because he has promised. He is. He has purchased you, dear believer. He has sustained you. And he will continue to do so. And this life, this entire human history, is but a vapor compared to the promise of our Lord Jesus' return and the marriage supper of the Lamb so, come on up. We're going to lift our voices and thanksgiving to our God. Because it is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to His holy name. Because He sent His Holy Son and crushed Him for us. Because our Lord Jesus drank the bitter cup reserved for me. As we sing and stand, Your blood has washed my sin. Oh, Jesus, thank You.